Well, it is really great to be with you here today, those of you who are joining us in the room, also online, Kingsgate Leicester and Kingsgate Cambridge, our family. Come on. Uh, we love you all. And it's great to be together today. And um, as you'll realize, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Because uh, what we're going to do is, I've brought some friends with me, Abby, Pete, and Kaylin, and we're going to have a little bit of discussion about this next part of our series. And one of the things that I love about the Christian faith is that Jesus calls us into a life of purpose, into a life of making a difference, whether we're in the workplace, whether we're in college or school or retired or full-time home or whatever we're doing, wherever we are, we're called to make a difference and to change the world around us. And so what I thought we'd do, rather than just share my perspective, which might connect with some of you, we'd actually get four different perspectives, or rather three, because I'm going to try and not talk as much as possible and draw out of these guys everything that, that they have. And when I asked them to do this, they said, I don't really have much to share. I was like, oh, no, you do. You do. <laughs> um, so we're going to draw that out of them and listen. So I want to encourage you all, just listen in, lean in. There might just be one or two things that land in your heart today. But before we press in, um, I'm going to introduce them, or rather, they're going to introduce themselves. So, um, Abby, who are you, Abby? <laughs> Thanks, Grace. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Abby Orekoya. Um, I'm a wife, um, a mom of two. Um, also work as a contracts manager within a clinical research organization. So that's my mission field. Come on. Um, as Chris has mentioned, I'm Pete uh, or Peter uh, van, van Wyk or Van Wyk if you in England. <laughs> if you this palette. Um, and yeah, my, my beautiful wife, Debbie, and my three children, uh, Joshua, Matthew, and Joseph, are somewhere in the audience. Today, I hope, and uh, <laughs> I, I work as a mechanical engineer in consumer electronics in Cambridge. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's good. Um, I'm Kaylin. Um, I live in Cambridge, um, and I am a teaching assistant in a secondary school. Come on, thanks, yeah. Kaylin. And you've also, but you've also done other things. On, I suppose all of you have, haven't you? What did you do before this, and what I... are you doing next? <laughs> okay, so um, before I worked in hospitality for four years. I was working in a sushi restaurant, front of house, uh, head waitress. Um, I was also doing that alongside the internship here at Kingsgate, which seems like many moons ago. <laughs> um, and next year, I'm going to be training to become a secondary school science teacher. Come on, that's good. So as you can see, we've got managing and accounting, we've got engineering, we've got teaching and sushi, and I know you all bring so much else as well. So I'm so thrilled to hear what you're going to say, uh, and I do want to invite you, listen in, lean in, tune in. Um, but before we do, we have, let's have some Bible, because I think that's always good. And, um, and just to set the scene again, some of you will have been here last week, and as, as we said, we are in this series, Living Your Best Life, where we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has called his disciples to him, but also a crowd who are there, who are leaning and listening in and working out, is this, is this something that I want to live by? But also the people who've decided. And, and he starts off by sharing this kind of wonderful, the Beatitudes that we heard last week. What are we called to be in our lives? We're called to be humble to God and we're called to serve others. And then straight away from that, he leads into this next bit, which I'm just going to read to us. So if you've got a Bible, you might want to get it out or it's going to be, going to be up on the screen. But this is taken from Matthew 5, starting at verse 13. And Jesus says this, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. 
In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I love this. Time and time again, we see Jesus using stories and examples and analogies to draw us into what is this life of faith? What is the best life? And here he uses kind of two things that were very prevalent at that time and still are today, which is helpful for us, salt and light. And so we're just going to dig in and draw out what, is, what does this mean? So first, first question for you guys. Um, I'm not going to throw a random curveball at you. We'll give you the question that I've prepped you. Um, <laughs> salt and light, obviously... Jesus was speaking to them, but for us here today in the 21st century, what does it mean to you to be sort of like, Caitlin, do you want to kick off? Yeah, sure. Um, to me, I have this image of me just walking through life and sprinkling salt as I go. Now, what that salt is, it can be a little sprinkle of joy, a little encouragement, a little bit of kindness. But the idea is that salt needs to add flavor. That's what we use salt for in cooking, right? To add flavor or to bring out existing flavor that's already there. Mm. So, you know, we can see evidence of God's goodness wherever we go. Mm. It's there. So my attitude is that if I'm passing by, um, well, my little sprinkling should be able to enhance that and bring out Mm. um, and bring to attention and to the other people around me, at God's goodness that is there. I love that. It's so good. And I just realized, just before I came up, I read this. I've got the message translation in front of me, and it says, you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. That's exactly what you're saying. There is, we're here to bring flavor, but also draw out the goodness and the life around us. It's cool. Come on. Um, Abby, why don't you go next? Talk about, talk about light for us. <clears throat> yeah, for me... Um... Three things connect for light. Um, one is that light has to be connected to a source. It's, whether it's um, electricity, battery, solar, there has to be a source. And that, for me, means full dependence on God. I can't, I can't shine without solely being connected to my source and my sustainer. Um, and that's God. Come on. And that's a delight and a joy because that means I'm not doing life on my own. Um, I have some, and I think that's the difference between people being good and us as Christians being good because we are good because of God mm. and God is what helps us, makes a difference. But the second one is also positioning. Um, I can't imagine having a chandelier in the bathroom. I think that would be, <laughs> that would be a very wrong placement of light. But I have, a, I have a very, you know, in my bathroom, I have a solar-powered um, light, that in the night I don't need to put on the light, and I'm ever so thankful for that very sensitive motion sensor light, because once I come in, it's there to lighten up, and I don't bump into things, and I can't put that anywhere else, but it's functioning, so there is a place and a function for each and every one of us, however big or small, and I think that's a delight. Um, But also it speaks to purpose, because I don't reckon that you put on the light and then stare at it. Um, but it illuminates things around you. And I think that's what we're meant to, not necessarily draw attention to ourselves, but to illuminate onto others, um, but also to dispel darkness. Um, and that speaks to purpose. So I'm meant to go out and make a difference wherever I find myself. Amazing. Come on. I love that. A few minutes in and those two answers will, will set you up. <laughs> Just something to chew on and reflect on. But we don't want to leave Pete out, do we? So, um, <laughs> Pete, come on. What about from you? Um, yeah, I think, I think being salt and light um, in this world for me is just, 
it's really about yeah, just being real and, um, and being transparent about who I am and, and who I represent. Um, and I think yeah, just having a natural of sharing my life with others and being honest and consistent in that, I think I often I've felt under pressure to be like someone else or um, and to act in a certain way. And I just realized that doesn't work because God's made me unique and the way I share my faith is part of my life. And I think that's just a continuation of, of who I am and my personality which can be a little jokey at times. And, <laughs> um, but I, and it can be as simple for me as just uh, you know, encouragement. So I love encouraging people. So if I'm at work or uh, in situations, I just love to encourage people and see how that you know, impacts them. And, um, and, and the other thing is also just realizing you know, we do go through challenges as well. And sometimes just being honest about that and because that gives opportunity then later on to share that testimony when God does come through. Um, so, um, or sometimes at work I find, um, you know, maybe in situations where I need to say no, where there's a gray area about, um, you know, telling the exact truth for commercial reasons and I just say no. Um, and so sometimes not easy, um, you know, being, being salt and light. Um, but yeah, I just have to be true to who I am and, and I guess, yeah, God's calling on my life and my I convictions. Yeah. Come on, thanks so much. Like you're saying like salt is salt and light is light and Jesus says you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world it's actually just going out and being that and being drawing on him I love what you said Abby because you are the light of the world I love that Jesus says I'm the light of the world and he's in us so therefore we shine but it's actually just yeah I'm going to do this in my way if I'm <laughs> a chandelier I'm going to stay in my chandelier space if I'm a solar panel we're all chandeliers but you know what I mean <laughs> we're going to shine the way God has called us so I love that just any last thoughts just on what it means to be salt of light, and then I'm going to dig into some of your stories. No, that's cool. Come on. So I know you guys have shared a little bit about what you do in the workplace and at home, but we want to know more. Uh, we want to hear exactly some of the things that you've seen, and we're going, to, we're going to talk about places where you've done this well, where you're seeing fruit, where you're starting to see things happen. And we're also going to talk about challenges, because Pete, you talked about this. It's not always easy to be salt and light. So um, first of all, like, how have you seen this play out in the positive sense? How do you try and be sort of like, and Abby, I'm going to come to you, you first. Um, it starts from our nature. It's not just focusing on the things we do. It's who we are that then flows into the things we do. So I'd say the first place is from home. Um, as a parent, I think it's easier to express kindness and love to others from the outside, but at home, it may be harder because we set expectations for our children or for our family or for our loved ones, but it's extending that love. And it's not ours, but God's love and kindness and patience. And I find that for me, it's, it's a continuous practice. <laughs> I'm still learning on that journey on a day-to-day -day basis, but realizing that first of all, my children, my loved ones, they're first gods. They're not for me to control. They're not for me to set the expectations of what I want. Um, and so that's something I'm learning every day on how to act as God's extension to my loved ones. But also in the workplace, um, I think it's important to realize that um, there might be limitations in how we express our faith in the workplace, but it doesn't still stop us from being kind, from being loving, from being there to listen. And, and I recall, especially on a day where I was very close to finishing work, a very busy day, um, and it was quite work pressured for me, and someone wanted to, you know, have a conversation, and I was just like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I, I just need to focus. I need to get off and log off. But you need to become aware of God interruptions in your life, 
Um, I say they're God interruptions because for me they're interruptions, but it's God in that moment interrupting your to-do to make sure that you take the time to be there for someone else. And this person got on a call with me and I just realized they had a struggle. So while I was fixing a work issue with them, they were able to open up about the struggle they had at the moment and I had to take a pause and listen and then encourage them. And they were able to finish their day with a smile on their face or at least seeing something out of that. And for me, that was also just a hint that there are times when God chooses to use us to do something he wants to do, regardless of what we have planned and intend to follow and allowing that space. The more we practice that, the more we, are be we become in tune with God interruptions. Amazing, thanks, Savage. And I love that, and that's, that's brilliant just for us, because I'm sure we can all think of times this week where we're like, oh, maybe that was a God interruption, and maybe I missed it, but it doesn't matter because there's tomorrow, and there's the next day, there's even this afternoon where we can go just with that. I love that, God interruptions, brilliant. Come on, Kaylin, what about for you? Um, for me, it's about doing little small things over a long period of time on a regular basis. So not going out and into my workplace or when I'm at home and thinking, what big thing am I going to do today? You know, how am I going to really shake the world? Um, I find it easier to think of just small things that I can do every day on a daily basis that can be a little bit of salt and a little bit of light in the world. So sort of like in cooking, because now apparently I'm an expert chef. Um, <laughs> I like to add, I don't know how other people cook, but I like to add a little salt at a time as I'm going and then give it a little taste, let the flavors um, cook through taste and I'll add a little bit more until at the very end I've got to the perfect balance and my dish is lovely, if I say so myself. <laughs> um, I, I don't tend to be one of those people who uh, measure out the amount of salt that they need because how on earth would you know how much salt to need anyway and then dump it all in at once. To me it doesn't cook through properly. So that's how I approach um, being salt and light. Um, not dumping um, some big thing or big conversation or big action or big deed um, onto myself or onto others around me, but doing small little things. So it could be as simple as, as like in work, maybe with colleagues, not, not, just not engaging in that little bit of staff room gossip or, or taking a little bit, an extra minute, just an extra minute to ask how a student's um, weekend was or to take a bit more time to really encourage and really support that colleague or student who I know is having a tough time. Um, just little things like that um, all go a long way and ultimately that just helps build up relationships and connection with others and that is the most important thing and that is how um, God is going to use that. God is going to use that relationship and connection to open a door, to plant a seed in that person, to make them intrigued and to make them want to ask questions. Come on. I love that, Caitlin. Yeah. It's almost like we're, going, we're all these little... <laughs> Caitlin shared before she had a dream last night that she was a salt shaker. So, uh, <laughs> but it almost is that, just like that a little bit. And I love that you talk about 
gossip, because when we were chatting earlier, we were drawing out as well the thing of salt being a preservative as well, and actually it's there to ensure that things stay fresh and stay full of life, and I love that. When, when you refuse and turn away from those things, it's like you're drawing out more and more life. It's cool. Come on. Pete, what about for you? Um, yeah, I think, obviously, I think it's been you know, quite a journey for me, and I'm, I'm still learning in this area of being salt and light in, in the world. Um, but one thing, I think one thing that I've been challenged on, I've really realized is, like, that we are just often just called to sow, and um, it's God that really does the work, you know, and, um, and the, you know, because sometimes we put pressure on ourselves, there needs to be immediate fruit, but I think as we sow, just consistently, I think just like you said, you know, uh, you know it's God, the, pr- the pressure's on God to do the work. I mean, he just wants us to be faithful in, 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 in just, yeah, being, being able to be used and being available. And I'm just, when, yeah, when I was preparing this, I was reminded of, um, of a, yeah, just a friend in South Africa. Um, and just before I'd left, um, sorry, yeah, um, I used to work with him and uh, the guy, so definitely not a Christian, um, and he used to have good jabs at me about my faith. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately for him, God decided he was going to sit next to me for three years. And um, yeah, we became really yeah, good friends and, you know, I built uh, just a, a you know, relationship with him. And uh, over time, it just took time, um, he began to trust me, and um, I remember, it was actually the last time I saw him when I was in South Africa, and I just felt God just saying, look, you need to, um, you know, pray for this guy before you go, and I just said, you know, I said, can I pray for you, and, and he's amazing, he just said, yeah, he was open to it, and I, I prayed for him, and he, and he made a commitment to Jesus that day, and I was at work over lunchtime, and to be, I'll be honest, I didn't really think much about it at the time, I was just like, you know, moved on with my life, I'd come to the UK, and then 10 years later, we actually reconnected on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm just going to read you the message. These were the first things he said to me, uh, which just totally blew me away. He said, the last time I saw, <clears throat> sorry, um, oh, how was your walk? How was, this, this is what he said. How is your walk with the Lord going over there? I've grown tremendously in the last couple of years, run my own Bible study, sit on the church council, and talk a lot less rubbish these days. <laughs> just pray that you remain strong in the faith on your side. And I was just absolutely blown away. Um, first, yeah. It's amazing because, I, yeah, I actually needed that encouragement at that time as well. See how God, God uses that. Um, but it just grew my faith and I realized, God, you do the work. We, we, we just do a little bit. And maybe I was just one person in that, on that road for him. Um, um, but the pressure's on God, and I think that my kind of what I take home from this is we do a little bit, and God does the rest. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. Come on, so good, so so good. And I know I'm just aware of aware of time. I know I'm just going to come back to you, Pete. That yeah. sharing faith and inviting to church, we've we've had a conversation that has not always been the easiest yeah. for you. Like, how do you? And I think many of us here would connect with that. There's a few of us who are like, we're out, we're sharing Jesus everywhere we go. But for many of us, it is a challenge, yeah. actually, wherever, whether that's in the workplace or whether it's in our neighborhoods or our colleges. Like, how have you kind of persevered and persisted through that? Yeah, and, you know, it definitely is a challenge, I think. Um, and I, I found, you know, especially in the workplace where a lot of, you know, you talk about people say, what did you do on the weekend? I say, I went to church. And I, that, you just get this blank stare. Um, <laughs> so just keep pouring the tea sort of thing. But... Um, but and but but what I've what I've realised is that um, yeah we um, we really have to trust God in the situations and I, I probably you know I, I just 
probably need to pray more as well and not put pressure on myself to try, you know, be different, just be myself and be consistent. And um, I think we can easily do things in our own strength um, and try to force things to happen. Um, but God's really challenged me, especially over the last few years, you know, just be real and, you know, do what comes naturally to you. And for me, that's serving others and, um, and just showing that I care. And I think that's a big change in my life that I've gone through the last few years, especially with my, my work colleagues and my team, just really loving people, taking an interest in their lives, an interest in their families, what's going on, and, and amazing to see the difference. And I, I think last year we did that amazing series around the table. I think it was last year. I forget it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. Um, and I really felt challenged to, you know, step out and make, you know, I've got my kind of boys had this work life and you've got all these different, you know, bubbles, but say, you know, bring my work, my teammates to my house and just open my home to them, open, you know, and make that real. And so I decided I was going to, you know, bless them with a proper South African braai. So if anyone here knows that's a barbecue, but with a lot of red meat, only red meat. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just, it was amazing. Just the response was so positive and I, I think that really touched them. Um, and it gave me the platform of relationship with them to speak into their lives now. It's just a, such a simple thing. Um, but yeah, so thanks for that series. It was amazing, yeah. Come on, thanks, Pete. I love that. Because people, people just, they're looking at our lives, but they also want to know us. And actually, like, yes, there are times yeah. to, and Caleb is going to come to you in a second to talk about the same thing, to share and to invite, to talk about church. But also, it's like, if we've built that on a foundation of love, like in the Bible, God is love. If you don't have love, then all of the other things are worth It's actually building yeah. from there. It's so powerful. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that, Pete. Caitlin, what about for you, kind of challenges, particularly in this area, and how you've walked through them? Um, like Pete, find it challenging to share about faith at work, to school, so there's rules about that, um, especially with the students. But with colleagues, can there are some opportunities. But no, I, I find it challenging to invite people to church, but it's about, I think it's, I'm working on it, um, being more prepared and being more expectant and having a bit more faith that if I step out there, God's going to do the rest of the work, just like Pete said. It's not us doing the work, it's God doing the work. Amen. It's just we need to be the accepting vessels, the, the available vessels for him to work through. Um, and, well, some days it's those are harder than others. You know, some days you may wake up feeling like you, just, you don't want to engage with anyone, like Abby said before. But you have so much work to do and you need to get going. Or maybe you're just, you're just not feeling like you're having a good day. And those are the times where, and I'm working on this, where I'm trying to, in, the in those mornings where I'm feeling like, I don't want to draw my curtains, I don't want to get up, I don't want to go to work. Well, I'll just give it over to God. Give the day over to God, saying like, God, I don't have the strength for today, but you do. And I know you want to work through me. God, give me, give me the guidance I need. Give me the strength I need. Just give me everything. I love that. That's so good. And I love, because obviously this is taken from, from Matthew, but when you get to the end of Matthew, a series, again, we've done in the past, we look at the Great Commission. Jesus basically says, go, but I'll be with you always. And I love that. Wherever we find challenges and, and difficulties, actually it's his grace and his strength and his power equipping and enabling. So I love that. Abby, we're going we're gonna to close out with you again. Just where have you found challenges, particularly in this time of COVID, and how have you kind of pushed through in God's strength? Yeah, so for me, my work has been remote, thanks to COVID. Oh, well, before COVID anyways. Um, but 
I just find that it's harder to connect with people virtually. And I think especially with COVID, I think coming out is just, you feel like it's such an invasion. You just want to stay in your comfort zone. Can I just stay at home um, around the people I know and not have to communicate with people? And it's just been harder to get how do you connect with people virtually when you're not seeing them. There's no eye contact to know they're smiling or they're grumpy or they've had a good day or not a good day. Um, but I realized that you, just like you're able to get on a call to talk about work stuff, uh, it's been intentional in the little things. And I remember we kind of started like a virtual coffee of starts, <laughs> which is like everybody get a coffee and we get on a call and you just chat. Um, and even talking with colleagues is like, after you've talked about work, just how are you? I think that sometimes just makes such a difference because people rarely find a way to communicate and build relationships in the virtual zone outside of just work. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes such a difference. You could end up having a 30-minute call just asking, how are you? Um, and I think that makes such a difference. And you find then you build in that. Again, as we said, it's a journey. It's mm -hmm. gradual and would just be natural. Just the same way you would go and ask anyone, did you have a good day? And that's it. And it starts from there and then let God do the rest. And I think that's what it's been day by day. Come on. Thank you, Abby. And I think that's a brilliant place to finish. I mean, I know there's so much more that we could share, but I think already just some of those ideas, sprinkling salt, being light, being in the right place, letting God do his work, praying, preparing, it's just plenty to think on. So guys, let's just thank these three, Abby, Pete, and Kaylin. Guys, feel free to, to take your seats and... You know, we're going to respond wherever we are now to what we've heard. And so I just want to ask, if you're here in the room, would you like to just stand with me? Also those joining online, Leicester, Cambridge, let's respond to that. And what we're going to do first, we're just going to take 30 seconds. You know, maybe there's just one thing that God's specifically putting on your heart about that. What is it? What's he saying to you? Those of you who are already Christians, those of you maybe are tuning in and listening in, what is it he's saying? Let's just take... 30 seconds of space, and then we're going to respond to that. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I love what these guys drew out. One of the big things coming through for me was actually just making ourselves available. You know, I think that God is just looking for women and men who will just put up their hand and say, yeah, I'm here. In my home, in my workplace, in my neighborhoods, whatever I'm doing, I'm here, God's like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I'm enough in my own strength, but I know that you are enough and you will work through me. You've called me to be salt and called me to be light. So, what I'm going to ask us to do in just a moment's time, if you want to say yes to Jesus, just make yourself available. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. And, and I believe that as you do that, God will see that. And he will provide everything it is that you need in the moment, whether it's peace or whether it's wisdom or whether it's boldness, courage, faith, whatever it is, that as you put your hand and say, yes, Jesus, I'm here. Here I am. Send me to be salt and light, that he's going to fill you and flow through you. 
So just in this moment, wherever we are, if you want to say yes to Jesus, if you just want to say, God, (laughs) I don't really know what I'm doing, but I want to make a difference. I want to live a life of purpose, this adventure. Then why don't you just raise your hand with me now? And it might be you're actually raising this for the first time. You're you're not a Christian, but you're saying, yeah, I I want to be part of this journey. You may have been a Christian for years, but you're just saying, God, I want something fresh. I want to see you move in my life, in me and through me. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for everyone who's just raising their hand just to say yes to you in this moment. It's not too late to just tune in to say, yes, God, thank you that you see their hearts and their desires. Thank you that you see us and you know us. You know where we are strong and where you can call us. You know the positions you've put us in, but you also know where we need help and where we need grace and where we need strength. So right now, all of you, wherever you are, if you've got your hand up or not, why don't you just ask him for what is it that you need right now? Do you need fresh faith? to see things change in your workplace or change in your home? Is it courage that you need? Actually, just like Pete and Kaylin were sharing, sometimes you get in situations, you're like, I don't quite know what to share or how to share this. And actually, you're just saying, God, would you give me the courage? He sees now. I believe Holy Spirit is coming and filling you with courage right now. Is it wisdom in how to have those conversations in the right way? If you're in a situation where you're like, how do I live as salt and light? Just ask Him now. Just say, come and give me wisdom, Jesus. Come and give us wisdom. Come and give us peace. Come and fill us right now with everything that you are, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us and send us out back into our workplaces, back into our colleges, back into our universities, back into our homes, back into our neighbourhoods. Fill us with your love. Ultimately, that's what it comes from. Fill us up and send us out. Fill us up and send us out. That's what we're asking as we stand here. We say we need you. We can't do this life without you. You've called us to be salt, called us to be light, called us to be world changers. Would you fill us right now with all that we need and send us, send us out in your love to the ones, to the twos, to the tens, to the hundreds, wherever we are. Equip us with everything we need. Thank you for your promise. I will provide for everything you need according to my glorious riches. That's God's riches in you. Fill us and send us, we pray. And we're just going to sing together. And as we sing, let's just keep saying, God, would you come and fill us? Come and equip me. Come and send me. Come and lead me to the people that you've placed me around and the people that you've called me to. He's with you. He's for you. He knows you. He knows what you're going into this afternoon and tomorrow and Tuesday. And He is all that you need in every situation. So let's declare together and let's pray and sing together.